I believe you, the master of unlocking, should take it with you. Hello and welcome to the Master of Unlocking podcast. I'm Le... No. And here is Kayla... No. Nope. I have Jungle Boy and Lucha... No. Just Jason. Speaking into the microphone. All by myself. I believe... Speaking, I believe, I think I screwed up the intro. I don't know if Barry actually says, I believe. I think he just says, you, the master of unlocking, should take it with you. I don't think there's a believe in there. So we're not going to edit that out. We're just going to get going. How's everybody doing out there? I picture what it's like to be the, is it the graveyard shift? I'm not sure if if you call third shift that anymore or if it ever was called that. Maybe the graveyard shift was fourth shift. And you got fourth meal afterwards. Mmm, delicious. Anyway, I picture this being like, you know, you're the guy, you're a sports talk guy in L.A. And you're entertaining the folks on the East Coast from 11 p.m. EST to 5 a.m. EST when their morning meatheads wake up and start to entertain their local audience. So I hope somewhere out there, Logan... Caleb, you're driving solo at night in the dark, staring at the headlights as they go past you on a two-lane highway. And it's just me and you rapping about video games. No, wait, no, we're here to do something different. We're here to do Logan versus Caleb is what we're going to do this week because they're not in. And I am. So what we're going to do is a little bit of a, let's say, a little standoff, a little competition, a little, um, if Logan and Caleb were to be at odds or challenge one another in these particular arenas, I'm going to say who would win or lose. I, the arbiter of all things Jason, will determine who wins and who loses. Uh, I have not tallied these in any way, so if it winds up being one-sided, I guess that lets you know who I'm closer with or who I like more. Definitely not who I respect more, because I just... Let's not go down that road, frankly, with the whole respect thing. Anyway, I was thinking we'd start, because this is a video game-themed podcast. Let's build each character. Let's build Caleb. On a 1 to 10 scale, Caleb's agility, I give Caleb's agility 1 to 10. I give Caleb a 7. He's got that sneaky fadeaway like Kevin Garnett where he pivots, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to guard, frankly. Um, So I give you a 7. Logan, I give you an 8 in agility Um, as we build your characters with RPG Jason Maker. Jason RPG character maker? What? We'll patent this. We'll TM this later. Um, But that's what I give you guys. In agility, charisma. Logan, you get one. Uh, You just don't know how to read the room sometimes. I'm sorry. Caleb, you get a four. Um, Frankly, I've never been romanced by either one of you. That's a lie. Logan has kissed me on the mouth, and I enjoyed it. Uh, But that doesn't get him any extra charisma points. Let's see. Intelligence. Oh... See, this is where it doesn't get fun, right? Because uh, I actually do respect you both in the intelligence department quite a bit. I'm going to give you both nines, um, and only because these games you've played have killed your brain cells over time. But you guys are a tide on the the intelligent meter, I think. Yeah. Speed. Uh, let's give, you know, Logan's a runner. Let's give him a six. Let's give Caleb a four, because Caleb's a walker. I would say that both... Not a dead person. Caleb's not like a zombie walking amongst us. Not... No. No. I mean, he just walks. Uh, But you both take care of yourselves. God, we appreciate it, too. Um, But we're going to give Logan the the speed attribute bump there just a little bit. Strength. We're going to give that to Logan, too. He works out. He lifts weights. Uh, Let's give Logan a seven. We'll give Caleb a five. Uh, because, you know, 
Sneaky, sneaky strong, Caleb. Caleb, I, I watched him bench press a squirrel once, and my jaw was on the proverbial floor. Stamina, I'm going to give Caleb a six. He, this guy walks to work. Who the hell walks to work? If you can walk to your job, you got to have good stamina. Uh, Logan, I'm going to give you a five. You know, I've seen you come, come out of the gate hot and burn out. You know, one time, you know, you take a shot at 151 and you just, you're passed out for the next five hours. You know, and it just, I remember that. Um, let's go ahead and say hunter gather. Let's say hunting or foraging is our next category. Uh, we're going to give, we're going to give, uh, you guys get zeros. Now that you're into that, if it was the end times and we were foraging, I wouldn't come to you guys together. Food at all. Fishing? I, I guess I saw Logan fish the other day for the first time ever. Um, let's go with wisdom. Uh, I'm going to give Caleb a 8 on the wisdom because when he calms the fuck down um, and he really thinks about it, he can be pretty insightful, frankly. Maybe that come, comes from working with him. Uh, I'm going to give Logan a 7. Uh, it would be higher, but I, you just never learn your lesson in some areas and you just keep on keeping on and I'm not going to dive into those areas, but you just you just keep on ramming through those walls, man. You just keep doing you. Um, uh, that's that's what we'll land on wisdom at adaptability. Mm. I'm gonna give you guys. Let's see. Let's do Logan first this time for adaptability. Um, he remains flexible in and out of the bedroom. Let's give him a seven, uh, and then let's give Caleb. You know, let's give Caleb a six. I've seen Caleb dig in a little bit. Nope, not adapting to that. Won't do it, can't do it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Maybe be higher. You know, Caleb, maybe think about that a little bit. Uh, the next category would be craftiness. Hmm. I give I give Logan a six in craftiness. Uh, he, you know, room for improvement, right, Logan? I, th I think that, you know, you could you could do better. And Caleb, I'm going to give you a seven in the craftiness. Um, and that's just because I've seen you pull a few things out of your behind, frankly. You know, I've seen, you know, seven for Logan, too. I've seen, you know, as I think about that, that's not fair. I've seen both of you pull some pretty odd things out of your behinds. Not literally stop it. You're both gross. This audience is gross. Everyone's just, just gross. Uh, and overall health, let's give you guys both an eight out of eight. You know, I don't think you're... Um, you know, calling it quits anytime soon. Maybe maybe an eight for Caleb and a seven for Logan just because he's had some bumps and bruises and he's older. So let's give Logan a seven, Caleb an eight, um, and let's not talk about who would outlive the other. Let's just not do that. Now we've got our characters built. Didn't keep track of any of that. Don't really care. Just kind of commentating my way through this. Let's get into the provocative stuff now that we've established our characters. Um, let's go ahead and take what I said and throw that out the window and do exactly that. This is Logan versus Caleb. This is Caleb versus Logan. And who I think would win in these particular scenarios. Uh, in an eating competition, let's see, we've got to go with Logan. Caleb would say that. One time he ate more food than Caleb and myself combined at a Christmas get-together that sounds fancy. It was actually just a shit ton of dominoes that we ate, um, and it wasn't a get-together at all. It was just the three of us playing video games. So Logan wins that. He knows he wins that. Um, and yet he's still the thinnest all of us, which is just kind of, you know, I guess lift weights, folks. Take, take care of yourself, I guess. Uh, let's go with what's the next category. Hmm. I think that if these two were locked up in a cooking show competition... Let's think about this a little bit. So I think that Logan, frankly, cooks more than Caleb. Caleb recently started cooking, I know. Um, love to try some of it. Maybe, you know, invite your neighbors over, Caleb. What do you think? I mean, the guys from, you know, the developments over next to you, what do you, what do you think? You know, maybe, yeah, let's, maybe it's a food portion thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I would give the nod to Caleb as far as the cooking show thing, because frankly, I think he watches more of it. He's prepared. You know, if these two were locked in a vicious battle on, um, 
Let's see. Chopped. I think that I give the nod to Caleb because he's seen a thing or two on those shows and he's just consumed more of it. So he'll be more prepared. So Caleb gets the nod there. All right. Um, if these two were in a battle to see who was the, let's go with winning a poetry slam. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this Caleb uh, because he secretly probably is more in touch with his emotions than Logan and I are, frankly. I think Logan and I are broken on the inside, maybe just a little bit more. Uh, maybe it's that having children. Th I don't know. I don't know. But I do see a deadness in our eyes, Logan, that frankly, I just wanted to admit to you right here, right now. Um, so we're going to say that Caleb probably wins the poetry slam because he's more in touch with his feelings probably than we are. Um, all right. Who would survive longer without sugar? That's clearly Caleb. No contest. Uh, if Logan doesn't have a cookie or a dessert of some kind every other hour on the day, he has little fits and it's, you know, it's childlike and it's, it's just not, it's really not a good look, frankly. Um, and so that's why if we were going to see who survived longer, uh, without sugar, it would have to be, um, it would have to be Caleb would be able to pull that off. All right, moving on. Um, in a game of paintball, I guess, I, I don't know. I played paintball with Logan once. I've not seen the skills from Caleb. Both of them play video game. Logan plays more shooters. We got to give Logan the nod. More shooters. I think that's what leads me to the determination that He's a better paintball player. Um, Caleb, if you are some great paintball legend, I apologize. I just, I didn't, I didn't know. At the time, I had, I had no idea. Okay, what's next? Let's look through the list here. Who could stay awake the longest? I'm going to say probably Caleb um, could probably stay awake longer than Logan. Um, I just, you know, I've, I've seen Logan tap out, and when he does fall asleep, that's when you got to toss the TV remote right on his junk. You just got to give it the old, the old soft lob, you know, maybe spin the remote slightly in the air. So it really does maximum damage damage on his, um, on his testicles. So let's go with Caleb in that category. Who's more likely to win a dance contest. That's Logan. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Caleb even bob his head maybe a little bit to music. Um, I'm sure as you walk around listening to the Hot Mind Miami soundtrack, you'd be dead inside Caleb if you weren't bobbing your head just a little bit. Um, but I have not witnessed it. So let's go ahead and give the nod to Logan in a dance contest. All right. Um, oh, boy, this one's hard. Uh, who's more than likely to win a trivia contest? Well, you know, you guys have your little trivia thing, and you probably both like to think you're just as important as the other guy. Uh, and, you know, you're good teammates. So I guess I've known Logan a little bit longer, and he's been a font of useless information for as long as I've literally known him. So let's go ahead and give that one to Logan. Um, maybe that's just because uh, I've known Logan longer, Caleb, but I just, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, the, the amount of, dumb things that circulate in the guy's brain is not, it makes me, it makes me uncomfortable, frankly. Um, yeah, it's just kind of just unsettling. Oof. All right. Who could go longer without social media? That has got to be Caleb. Um, I imagine he could shut it. I don't know. Logan hates social. I, this might be a tie. No, I got to pick one, right? I changed my mind. I think, I think Logan could do it because he does have the disdain for some of it that I do, I know. And I do think that he, Caleb does frequent the Twitter, I believe. Caleb of Tsushima, I believe, was the last time I saw Caleb on Twitter. So I I guess let's go with Logan in that category, only because I know that he does hate parts of it the way that I absolutely loathe it, frankly. Um, okay, moving on. All right, uh, some of these are a little real. Whew, boy, all right, let's go with something kind of fun here before we get into the real stuff, the real, ooh, boy, uh, the real relationship-destroying categories we have here. Uh, well, let's see. Wear a more convincing disguise. Who 
could really turn into Agent 47 in a more convincing way, right? Who's going who's gonna to sneak in uh, undetected? I'm probably going to give that to Caleb. Um, his height might give him away a little bit, but Logan's just got that, he's got that thwomp head from Mario 3 that he j- is undeniable. It's you're gonna know no matter what disguise he's wearing, it's probably Logan the way you would with a bald guy and a barcode in the back of his head. Same kind of deal, really. Uh, yeah. So Caleb wins that category. Um, not going away, but Logan, you have a distinct head, frankly, um, and you know it. Uh, let's see who could survive longer listening to Nickelback. I'm gonna say Caleb wins this category. Because I know Logan hates Nickelback probably as much as I do. And I maybe Caleb just doesn't care. Maybe he just doesn't give a shit. And what's on is what's on. And it doesn't make him want to swallow a gun um, the way it might Logan. So Caleb wins the Who Could Listen to Nickelback Longer um, challenge uh, as well. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's move on to, oh, geez. Who could survive longer during a hunger strike? Well, let's see. I've seen both. Of, you know what, Caleb? Neither of you guys eat breakfast, though. I don't know. Like a particular kind of food, but if you really wanted to, you probably both could survive, you know, a few days. I... Mm, I'm going to say Caleb. Caleb probably a little bit longer. I bet, I yeah, I bet Caleb has, has gone on two or three days where he's survived on little or nothing while he played a 57-hour RPG or 100-hour RPG in just a few days, maybe. Um, and in that scenario, in that picture, in my mind, I'm going to say that Caleb is more capable of going on a hunger strike than, than Logan is. Um Okay, let's see. What's next here? Uh, Who is more likely to unveil an international money laundering scam? Hmm. I'm going to say... You know, when Logan gets obsessed with something, he really gets obsessed with something. So he just dives in with not only both feet, but elbows and head and just submerges himself into things. So... If he did think he was onto something, I could see him like being the guy who ties the pictures and the ribbons and string and the cork board together um, on some crazy, on some crazy, you know, um, wackadoo ah, conspiracy theory. I suppose I could see, yeah, I could see, I could see Logan being scary in that way. So I'm gonna say it's. Logan is more likely to uncover an international money laundering scheme uh, than Caleb. Uh, who can last longer on Mechanical Bull? That's Logan too, um, just because I can picture it and I can see him giggling on it like a schoolgirl as he rides around on it. And Caleb, Caleb's probably not even getting on there, honest. Let's be honest. He's probably like, nope, and he's chugging his beer and he's leaving. Uh, that's That's what Caleb does. So that's why Logan wins that category because Caleb just left and he's not here anymore, and someone's got to ride the mechanical bull, and I guess it's going to be Logan. Um, so that's that's who wins that one. All right, let's see. Uh, who get, wins a game of one-on-one? Who wins a game of one-on-one? It hoops. Who, who, who you got, Jason? Uh, you know, I've played a lot of one-on-one uh, against Logan, and I, I got to say, that I mentioned the Garnett shot earlier, Caleb. You're too tall, and I'm, I'm not sure... I can stop that shot, and it's you could probably do that to death on Logan unless he fouls you every time. So I'm going to give Caleb the nod uh, in a game of one-on-one. Um, in the next category, also related is horse. We're going to give we're going to give Logan the horse nod, um, and mainly Logan it's because of that under the arm or not under the arm the under the leg thing. Also, you know Caleb doesn't have a left, and Logan's really developed the left over the years. So I think that. I, you know, I, I think I give the nod to you guys individually, one-on-one, Caleb, horse, slogan. That's kind of, that's, that's who I see winning those individual, those individual challenges in, in Logan's driveway. Well, I guess it's not a driveway, it's a concrete pad um, in the backyard. 
Okay, we talked about trivia. That's still on the list, but I'll get rid of it. Okay, we're getting down to it. Uh, you know, 20 minutes in here. Um, we've we've talked about a lot, uh, and so uh, I want to just keep on rolling with our. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Our last five challenges we have here in Caleb versus Logan. Who survives longer in the apocalypse? Well, I think that both of you aren't the most. We talked about the hunter-gatherer thing earlier. I don't, I guess, I don't know. This is tough. You both have experienced it a lot in video games. Um, you know, who plays games like this more? Uh, I I guess I give the nod to Caleb. You know, he's played more RPGs in the apocalypse than Logan has. That's got to be worth something in a real scenario like this, right? It's got to be, it's got to factor in somehow. So let's let's give, who's going to last longer in, in the apocalypse? It's going to be Caleb. Um, that's a close one, though. I just, I, I don't know who to pick. Uh, I think you both uh, are going to, you're going to be, um, you're going to be a freaker or a walker or whatever word you want to use. You guys are going to be one pretty pretty fast that's what i frankly i i don't have any skills i mean i don't i don't even have a jug of water in my basement i mean i don't, I don't have any of that stuff i am the least prepper person so uh i probably die first frankly as i look in the mirror god jason you're the worst uh but we're not here to talk about me we're talking about caleb versus logan okay um who is going to be more than likely able to save the world. I th We're going to make this video game themed as well. Uh, Caleb has played almost all of the Final Fantasies and countless RPGs, and each time he's probably saved the world. So I'm sorry, Logan, but he's just more prepared than you are in this category, and more likely to save the world um, is, is Caleb. All right, three more categories. Let's see. Uh, ooh, um, these are all these are all kind of crazy. Uh, let's go with who is more than likely to kill a man with his bare hands. Uh, probably Logan. And like I said, he works out more than Caleb and I do, so he's probably ready to do something crazy if he has to. Push comes to shove, kill kill a man with his bare hands. Probably Logan. Um, I I don't know. I you know I Logan and I have shoved around a little bit. You know we've talked, we've tossed, we've taken, we've taken a few shots at one another over the years, um, and I just haven't experienced that with Caleb. So Caleb, maybe let's get hammered and fight in the yard. Maybe I'll feel differently about that. All right. Uh, let's see. Who is more than likely to survive as a member of Donald Trump's inner circle? Whoa, what? This is a, a political podcast. My God, who came up with this? That's, that's atrocious. And the answer is Caleb, because Logan would have offed himself in a bathroom. I mean, where's Logan? Uh, he, he OD'd. He, he, he died. Don't worry, we're covering it up. He, he OD'd in the bathroom, but he's, you know... That's that's how we got out, and then Caleb's like, "Where where'd Logan go? I we're in. I thought we were in this together, and nope, Logan checked out. Nope, took the took the only way out he knew as possible. Five minutes in his inner circle, and he just offed himself. Man, this got dark fast. All right, um, who would survive longer without playing video games? Who could take the longer break?" Who could survive longer without playing games? This is a tough one. You know, traditionally a video game podcast here. And I think that we all really enjoy them and don't like long breaks from them. So who would, who would survive longer? don't know probably Caleb 
push comes to shove, I, I've known Caleb to just forget that he owns a console or a PC for days on end. You know, maybe it was that glow marathon, Caleb, I, or, you know, or maybe it was, um, you know, the big show show marathon. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I just can't. All the seasons of younger, I, I just, probably Caleb. I could see Caleb just forgetting easily and just being able to fill the time where Logan would have the same kind of craving that I do where, oh, God, I haven't touched a controller in 12 hours. What what am I doing? I need, need that controller in my life. Got to have it. So I guess in the final Caleb versus Logan category, we're going to give the nod to who could survive without gaming longer to Caleb. Uh, like I said, I don't, I didn't tally any of those, but that's been Caleb versus Logan. Uh, you, you made me do it. You made me pick you jerks. Uh, that wasn't fun for me. I don't enjoy pitting friends against one another and then feeling like I have to say who's better at what or more talented in some areas or who maybe needs to better themselves in other areas. That's just not, that's not what we do here. We're, we're a positive, a positive video gaming and television podcast uh and you know i'm i'm sorry that that they put me in this position and made me pick and uh that everyone's feelings are a little raw after that i just um you know i am sure the audience feels the discomfort i do right now that my friends made me do that and made me choose them i just it wasn't it wasn't my favorite thing to do but i but i did it um and Hopefully we'll we'll be closer for it. Hopefully this will bring us together as a as a three man podcasting collective, as a stable, as a three man podcasting stable. Um, I, this is normally where you know the commercial break would let the uh, late night host kind of take a breather, drink some water, um, maybe have a healthy snack like some nuts. Uh, but that's not what we're doing here. This is the this is the solo show, and there are no breaks. Um, I could test the recording, but I don't want to. I'm trusting that this is going well, um, and that we're going to keep on pressing on. We have one other topic tonight. I'm not going to brief everybody on what I've been playing because that's what we do together when friends get together. If these guys are still friends after Logan versus Caleb, I mean, maybe I won't get invited back. But if they are still my friends. Um, maybe we'll get together next, next Sunday and record and we'll, we'll talk about what I've been playing then. Lots of death store. God, death store. Love death store. Um, played some 12. Wait, I'm not supposed to talk about those video games. Instead, I was inspired earlier today when I was thinking about the video games that I enjoy, my favorite games of all time. And there's probably some hole out there some content hole. Maybe someone has done this better. Feel free to comment below if you're watching the YouTube video or uh, write, a, write a review, comment in, in your uh, favorite podcast platform if you disagree with what I'm saying. But I was having trouble today finding a kind of a niche video game content article or video or production of, of some kind that documented the the greatest trendsetters ever in games. The games that I am always arguing that are the best of all time uh, for me personally with, with my dear friends Caleb and Logan who were my friends until this podcast started and now are no longer because I pitted them against one another and um, had to choose who was better at what. But I think that the reason why I love the games that I love is because they did something for the first time or did something new really well. Uh, I'm always making that argument. These, the Logan and Caleb are tired of me making that argument, and I apologize because that's what this segment is <laughs> really going to be all about, the trendsetters in my mind, the, the games that, um, oh, man, we don't have this without this, and this is why we have the nice things that we have now. Um, of course, it's going to be, you know, things that I enjoy, right? That's the, 
that's the way that, that, that I perceive the world. And I, I would welcome anyone's feedback. Like I said, comment below if you're watching on YouTube or, uh, you know, I, I think that I really, I, I would like to have a conversation one about whether or not someone has done this or made this list properly, an actual working professional in this field, or if I'm just on an Island here and it's only, I'm on the only one that thinks it's fascinating, right? That, oh man, we have this because of this and this game did this really well and lots of others copied it but didn't quite nail it or the inverse of that where they refined it, right? And it became, uh, well, this, we, we love this game because it started this fad, but um, this game really delivered on it. You know, it really nailed it. Um, and so I, I find those games really interesting. Not the game that necessarily nails it, but the one that starts it, right? That has the idea and does it well enough that people want to imitate it and really refine it. So as I think about this, I'm thinking about the big consoles over the years. You know, we're not going to talk about a television here. We're not going to talk about the Jaguar. That's not what we're doing. Neo Geo stuff, arcade stuff. We're, look... We're just talking about the huge install base, or the, the bangers, right? The consoles that most folks had in their home. I just realized we're probably going to skip the Wii when I said that. I mean, I just don't... I, I, let me think about it. When I get to it, maybe I'll have a better answer. Anyway, uh, the Atari 2600, right? Good install base. Video game crash after that. We weren't sure what we were getting, but made its way into folks' homes, uh, for better or worse. And the game that comes to mind for me is Pitfall. Uh, I think there were games like Pitfall that came after that, even on the Famicom and the Nintendo Entertainment Center system. I'm sorry, center. The, the NEC. That's a monitor, Jason, you joker. Um, I think that uh, it, it, it had a formula that worked well. I remember playing it as a very small child. Um, and then there were games that came after that that, that used that very formula. Um, so I want to I want to say that the first trendsetter I want to mention is Pitfall for the Atari, because uh, it gave us some pretty cool platforming action later on, um, and it's the first one I can remember of its kind. So moving on, we're going to go to the Nintendo Entertainment System. I almost did it again. Nintendo Entertainment Center. It's I'm tired. It's late. It's it's a holiday. It's Monday. It's not even Sunday. I don't know what day it is. I have to work in the morning. But I'm here. I'm dedicated. I'm getting you through the night. We're driving through the dark night. It's 3 a.m. It's just you and a bunch of semis, and Jason's here for you, right? Your friend, your your podcasting radio friend. Uh, it's probably going to have to be – see, we're not doing deep cuts here, okay? Just to be clear, these are games everyone's heard of, but they are things that – um, set trends for years to come. And that's why I think that we got to go with Mario 3, right? Right? I mean, it had the warp system. It had the overworld system where you selected your level, then you went into your level, and then just killer side-scrolling platforming action, right? Like, I I just... You, you got to give it credit. I mean, we're still playing games now that use that formula that was established perfectly well way back then. And it did all that stuff really well. A little bit of new, a little bit of old, and it was just right. Uh, and games have tried to emulate it since it happened. You know? So we're going to give it to Mario 3. Honorable mention Contra in this category. Just want to say Contra was the stuff back in the day. Like, different, great way to figure out how to do different types types of shooting in a game. Um, you know, messing around with, uh, you know, very limited options, and it still was able to add some some depth. Um, those scenes where you're shooting like over their shoulder, that's that's pretty cool, frankly. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't see more of it, so that's why it's an honorable mention for Contra. All right, so we're gonna go with uh, let's go console by console as I look at this list. Let's not. Let's not do one or the other. Let's go with the big console. So we just did 8-bit. Um, let's go ahead and do... We're not going to do the, the early Sega Master System stuff. Let's do the Genesis. Um, and when I think about the Genesis, man, this is... 
hard because like Sonic 2 is probably the best selling game, I would have to guess, but I'm not sure if it, you know, Sonic 1 came along with this blast processing, right? Pretty quick, faster than Mario, that's for sure. Um, and did it really well. It was beautiful, uh, very colorful. Um, but I, and see, this is personal preference, but when Mortal Kombat launched on the Sega, it was um, the only place you could see the uh, the real fatalities from the arcade and could use the blood code ABACABB. And I, that, that made an impact on me, obviously, because Mortal Kombat is my favorite, um, my favorite uh, collection of games. Sorry, I guess franchise is the word I'm looking for, franchise. Uh, and I, 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 something kind of changed when it brought that level of brutality huh, to, um, to a home console and, Nintendo didn't want any of that smoke, right? There was sand flying out of those dudes or sweat or whatever they were doing on the Super Nintendo. Um, so since we're doing just console specific, I'm going to give it to uh, Mortal Kombat on the Sega. Uh, and then, you know, I can think of lots of Sega games that were really unique that I thought were, at the time anyway, I would think that would spawn other things like Comic Zone. Like, man... Why didn't anybody do that? That was Comic Zone's awesome, but it's also really unique, and no one else did it quite like Comic Zone did it, and that's not what we're doing here. We're doing trendsetters. So, um, I think there was a certain there was a certain maturity level that Sega Genesis owners got from Mortal Kombat, and that's kind of why I I pick it because things changed after that. You know, you you saw lots of M-rated games, Eternal Champions, things like that on the on the Genesis um, and Snatcher on the Sega CD stuff like that. I just 16 bit on Sega was different. Right. And I think Mortal Kombat's where that became like a little more acceptable uh, where they would take chances on mature titles. Okay. Let's do SNES. Let's do super Nintendo here. I, I think that, I think the trendsetter that I think of on that console is Donkey Kong Country. A few reasons come to mind. Um, just the killer gameplay, and they mastered it right out of the gate and use it in several sequels, and is still awesome and still holds up to today, honestly. But also the 3D rendering, that rare art style where those were 3D characters in a 16-bit environment. Um, I, I really loved that. And there was a lot of games that tried to nail that style later, Clayfoot, <clears throat> that tried to really bring that to life, but no one could quite do it the way that Rare did it at that time. Um, those games are still beautiful. They still play really well. And they're the reason why I think we saw some 3D polygonal experimentation on limited 16-bit um, hardware. So I Donkey Kong's the trendsetter for me. Donkey Kong Country, to be specific, is the trendsetter for me on the SNES. All right, let's think about the next generation. Uh, and forgive me, I'm doing this off the cuff, so I'm probably forgetting stuff. But let's go with, like, eh, we're not going to do, as I look down the list here, we're not going to do Dreamcast. We're not going to do Saturn. I mean, I guess, sure, fine. I guess... <sighs> we'll think about it. Let's do the PlayStation 1 for now. That one's easy. My second favorite game of all time, Caleb's favorite, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we've even talked about this on the podcast a little bit. The way it handled pre-rendered backgrounds, um, the ability to have a, um, a CD in there and sound the way it did from like a soundtrack perspective and not limited uh, what you could do with audio was a big deal. And you, that came, then came Resident Evil and Fear Effect and Parasite Eve and all these other games that really did those pre-rendered backgrounds really well. Um, but it, it's it comes back to me as the as the maybe God one of the biggest trendsetters ever, probably. 
and is why we had so many great experiences on the PlayStation 1. Um, congratulations, Final Fantasy VII. Another fanboy on the internet. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, you never thought you'd get the accolades you deserve, but here I am giving it to you. Yeah, congratulations. Let's go with uh, the Nintendo 64. Uh, and that one's also easy for me. It's Mario 64. I think they really did something special there. And they continue to do it years, 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 and years later. They tried to perfect that same formula. And it's why we have all the great Mario games we do now, is the success of Mario 64. Um, I've just, I have washed that game's balls enough on the internet, right? I just have, have thrown many a bouquet at that game, and I continue to do so. Um, let's move on to the... PlayStation 2. Uh, let's go ahead and think about, I don't know, I had a hard time, like, I was thinking about the PlayStation 1, I was thinking about Metal Gear Solid, um, and then I thought about Metal Gear Solid 2 in this category closely, but I'm going to go with Devil May Cry 1, um, because it was a Resident Evil sequel that suddenly morphed into Devil May Cry. And they realized, Capcom realized they had something really special there. And I don't blame them because I hadn't played anything like it before. Uh, the pacing, the music, the action, the unlimited ammo, the way you could chop up the enemies, it, it really was something. Uh, it pushed... It pushed us in the... I mean, it's why we got God of War years later, right? It, it just... It pushed the... It pushed the genre forward in a way that... Even as I look at this list, I don't think a lot of games have. It was a huge leap. It, it's like before Devil May Cry and after, in my opinion. Uh, we had okay action games and then... Holy crap, one of the best... One of the best ever. Still one of the best ever, uh, in my opinion. Kind of overnight just changed everything for the action games. Um, props to you, Devil May Cry. All right, let's look at Xbox. Um, yeah, that's easy, because there just wasn't a huge catalog of Xbox games, right? And it's got to be Halo, because who played shooters on a console? Not me. I didn't even play shooters until then, really. Um, it was a PC-only thing, and I wasn't a PC gamer, really. And all of a sudden, Halo exploded, and people loved it, and then Halo 2 refined it. But Halo 1 did it first, um, and is maybe why we have Call of Duty now. Another huge, maybe it's why we have Fortnite, console shooters. They proved that it would work with a controller, and they did it, and they made it, they made it fun. Lots of local, lots of local multiplayer on small 4x3 televisions. Still fun, somehow. Uh, I can barely see my guy, barely see my reticle, but still fun somehow. All right, let's look at this next generation here. Um, I I would say that it's probably the last one I should do because the PS4 and Xbox One are too current. Also, the Xbox One has jack for titles, so I you know PS4. I guess if you want to talk, I don't know if you want to talk about. That. Maybe, maybe the last one was more. I don't. <sighs> it, we're kind of yet to see those trends, right? So, let's focus on the 360 and PS3. Let's go with the 360 first. It launched first, um, and let's think about the game that sold that system. No, Oblivion. No, although it did move. It did move systems. Let's talk about Gears of War. Beautiful video game. Super violent, of course. I know, one of my preferences. But I, I really don't think anyone had played anything like it, had seen the kind of gore, frankly, and tech behind the gore as the bodies blew apart uh, or were chainsawed apart. Um, it sounded incredible too. The way those, the way the guns sounded in that game. Oh my gosh, and the way it looked. I, they, I, they cheated the aliasing out of that game. I don't know how they got it out of there. It, 
really was impressive and pushed the 360 to the limits like right away. I I thought that generation was just getting started and looking back on it like Gears of War might have been as good as it was going to get, really. And I'm being hyperbolic, but that was an early generation game that, I don't know, still looks pretty good, frankly, in, in my opinion. For fidelity alone, it pushed things forward. For gameplay, it pushed things forward. I mean, it gave us the roadie run. You know, who doesn't like a good roadie run? Who doesn't like blowing guys apart with grenades? The locusts should have stayed down there, man. Didn't come up here and mess with Marcus Phoenix and his do-rag. Bad idea. Okay, let's talk about the PS3. Um, I... Looking at the PS3, it was kind of funny. I was thinking about early PS3 and kind of the shit show that it was. Um, the first thing that came to mind, game that came to mind incorrectly, I was like, "What is it? Resistance? Like, is it? Ugh, God, is it Resistance 2? Ugh, what is wrong with me? What? Why can't I think it?" And I was like, "Oh, of course, it's Uncharted 2. It's not the first Uncharted, but it's the second Uncharted, and it's the way that." traversal and the hints the color hints in the in the environment as you climb and scale things and big set pieces and long really well thought out dialogue and narrative development and character development i think game developers have looked up to naughty dog and what they did in uncharted 2 for a long time i think Naughty Dog still, in a way, after 3 and 4 and Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2, still look back at how they pushed Uncharted 2 forward and pushed storytelling forward, visuals forward. I will say the combat is the weakest part of Uncharted, right? And that, that we were just talking about Gears of War, and, you know, it's certainly not Gears of War, you know. So... I, I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm just talking about the way they told a story and the way they did those big set pieces that were separate from the game in a way that really stand out. Um, I, I That's why I would say that uh, Uncharted, Uncharted 2 is the trend setter of that era. So before we adjourn here, those are, those are kind of the trend setters that come to mind for me. I'm not going to do last gen, the previous gen that we're on. Um, because we're just, it's just, it's been too soon. Uh, I think that I, I think about some of my favorite games of those eras. It's, it's all stuff that was refined. Um, and I'm trying to point to the games that did something cool before others. Um, those are the games that come to mind. So if you're thinking, oh, Jason, you're stupid. Well, you're right. I am kind of a dumbass, but the point is is that it's not the best games, man. It's the games that, you know, set the set the tone. They're still good all-timers, but they may not be the best at those particular things, but they are, you know, we're the first. Uh, so what am I, I mean, what do you want from me? You want Shenmue, I guess, on the Dreamcast? Fine. Is that why we have Yakuza? I guess. Like, if I if I get Like a, like a Dragon from Shenmue, then thanks. Sure. I... You know, I guess that's the only omission I can think. I'm going to pull up a list here real quick. Live on the internet, I'm going to pull up a list of video game consoles to make sure I didn't forget anything. All right, let's just look here. Uh, Turbo Graphics, no, we're not talking about that. I said no Neo Geo. I said no. Uh, the Commodore, no. The CDI, there was that weird Zelda thing that made everybody uncomfortable, I, I, I guess, if you want to talk about that. I don't even know what the Picno is. Kind of don't want to know. The Neo Geo CD. God, the 32X. Did I forget the 32X? Sure did. What would be a game to think? I don't even know. I, I, I'm i sure I'm pissing off the big 32X fans. I apologize. But I mean, Road Rash on the 32X? There. There you go. Road Rash. Um, the Atari Panther. Oh, it was canceled. That's why. Uh, let's see. So I hit the big ones. Like I said, the Jaguar. Not talking about it. Ah, the Saturn. Uh, Knights? Sure. Knights, Panzer Dragoon? I mean, those those kind of games have a, have their genre, and I'm sure they were good at those things. Uh, what did we get because of those? Ooh, I don't know. Kind of a gap for me, I suppose. Uh, put it in the comments below, fam. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, 
Um, what else do we got? Oh, shoot, I forgot the GameCube. Ugh, of course. Well, that one's easy. It's Resident Evil 4. Right? I kind of want it to be Eternal Darkness. But I don't think anybody did that quite as well. And lots of people have tried to capture the the balance of Resident Evil 4 as far as action. And, oh, wait, more action? It's one of the all-time greats. What am I forgetting? I, it's definitely not Mario Sunshine. Right? Can't be Mario Sunshine. Apologies for the to the GameCube. Hey, Game. You know, maybe it's because I lost my GameCube when I moved to my new house. You know, you think you have a GameCube, you move, you get all your consoles unboxed, and you just don't have a GameCube anymore. Like, how does that happen? Who took my GameCube? I want it back. And my Wavebird. God, how good is the? Can I give it to the Wavebird? GameCube trendsetter, Wavebird. Waybird. Yep, no, I'm serious. It's why we have all the great wireless technology we do now, because the Waybird was the stuff. It was incredible. I said I was going to forget the Wii. I forgot the Wii. What, Wii Sports? What do you want from me? Wii Sports? Is that why we have awesome Switch games that use? Is it because we have great PlayStation moves? I don't know. It could be. I guess it honestly could be Wii Sports. It, it's pretty cool. You know? It's pretty neat. One of the first... Uh, one of the... More memorable experiences, I think, about games for me. <sighs> We're going to skip the Switch. We're going to skip the new stuff altogether just because it's too soon. So yeah, that's my list of trendsetters. I think that that's that's... That's almost going to do it. We're running just over 50 minutes of solo Jason talking here. And I guess I don't want to waste any more of your valuable time. Thank you so much for talking with me. Um, just me and you for this hour. I hope you enjoyed Logan versus Caleb uh, as much as I didn't. And I hope that you enjoyed the Trend Center conversation. I th <sighs> who's doing that, right? Who's a trendsetter? Who who who's who's doing the who's doing the video on the internet? Who's done this better?